from a radio studio on Long Island, New York. Come two diehard fans of the greatest rock and roll band hailing from Hollywood, California. Dissecting all things Guns N' Roses and anything else in their distorted minds, it's Brando and Scotto. And this is Appetite for Distortion. Try it again! And welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion, episode 15. Yes, my name is Barando. With me, as always, is my partner in perfect crime, Scott, Scott o, o, comma, Ian. What's going on, Hot Pants? I'm doing good, man. It's uh, <laughs> We took a, a nice hiatus, I guess, because we've both been busy with other ventures and that type of thing. But uh, really awesome show lined up for this episode uh, between Raven and Russ TCB. Uh, Raven is a personality on Sirius XM. Russ TCB is from my GNR forum, one of the admin there. Uh, so it's a packed show. I like how we have a Raven and a TCB. We're having like Pokemon guess like there's like these all these unique names. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I haven't seen Raven since I used to work at SiriusXM and I've wanted to talk to uh to Russ for a while since we we're both big fans of uh, my GNR forum. And if I sound uh, tired of this episode, I've been awake since 5 a.m. and I was working with a uh, Reverend Jesse Jackson uh here at iHeart. Kind of <laughs> interesting. I know. So I'm going from Reverend Je- Jesse Jackson to a Guns N' Roses podcast. So it's it's quite an interesting day, but I I don't want to waste any more time. Let's, uh, let's get Russ on the phone right now. So joining us for the first time is Russ TCB, one of the administrators on MyGNR Forum. And we talk about MyGNR Forum on this show all the time. And I was telling Russ before we recorded uh, that I felt bad because early on in this show, you know, it's been almost a year at this point, Russ wanted to come on. And uh, it, it's just, it's tough to make the schedules work. And I'm just glad we're finally doing it. So we appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, right on. Same here. It's like the Jimmy Kimmel bit with Matt Damon. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> be the guy that you just ran out of time for every week. But we have you on. You yeah. don't have to sneak onto the set. So and you, thank you. You sent me like a whole bunch of stuff on your background and what you've done, and you've been a fan forever. You're not, you know, you're a guy who, grew, who truly grew up with this band. So I guess oh, for yeah. the audience, just refresh everybody on, on who you are and what got you into this band and, and everything else and working with my GNR sure. Forum. Yeah, so as far as my background goes, I mean, I grew up, you know, uh, on pretty much every type of music that you can listen to. I mean, uh, you know, in the car as a kid all the time with uh, Elvis, 70s country. I mean, when you think like late 70s, early 80s, pretty much everything that people revere now, you know, I mean, everything from Simon and Garfunkel to Christopher Cross to... You know, I got into rap when, uh, like, very early in, like, fifth grade when, you know, it was, like, very taboo to have even even have a Run DMC cassette on you or anything. So, uh, you know, that type of thing, anything that was always, like, a little out there or a little on the edge or whatever else was always welcome to me because I listened to so much different stuff. And then, uh, you know, where I'm from the Midwest, I'm, I always grew up born and raised in Detroit, and I don't know if you guys know, but there's a, a theme park over in Ohio called Cedar Point, which is, like, the... Uh, the world headquarters for family uh, vacations around here. And so we're on a a trip there one time in 1987 and I see this, you know, very, very uh, dangerous looking album cover in my brother's cassette case and pull the cassette out. It's a G on one side and R on the other side. And, you know, it's almost fairy tale type of thing, put it in my Walkman and, you know, you just hear the opening chords, the jungle. And it was like a whole new world opening. And it was literally from that moment on, I was just like, well, this is the greatest band in the world. You know, just from that moment on. You said a whole new world. Now I'm imagining Russ, like, with Aladdin, kind of, like, or maybe with Axel, I guess, riding the magic carpet right now. A whole yeah, new world. pretty much. <laughs> Doing a snake dance on the magic carpet. Yeah, there you yep. go. There you go. <laughs> I like it. So, uh, I guess, how did it go from there? Because obviously we're fans and we're nerdy enough to start a podcast, but how did you get involved into the forum? Because I mentioned it to you uh, off the air, how this is just so... Uh, crazy that I'm talking to you or that we're both talking to you because before we even got into radio, Ian and I, we were frequent of uh, my GNR forum to to find out about the Chinese Democracy Leaks. And this is before they even came back in, in the new version. This wasn't a living, breathing band, but that forum was living and breathing and active. And it made me feel like even though we're slightly younger than you, so we never got to see the true Guns N' Roses, 
we felt like we did because we were a part of this community. So how right. did that happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that too. There's tons of huge events in GNR history that I feel like I was there because of uh, not, not just my GNR, but all the forums and the way people share stories and things. It's just it's just crazy to get to you know firsthand. You, you, even things that happen. 15, 20, you know, 25 years ago, people will just pop up out of nowhere and say, oh, yeah, I was there, and they'll tell you this whole story. And it's just freaking great to hear that type of thing. And uh, But, yeah, so as far as forums go, what's funny is uh, just after I got into uh, GNR when I was a kid, I uh, because when you're a kid, uh, the, the wait between lies and use your illusion is forever. And I know it's funny to say that with the wait that came between use your illusion and Chinese democracy, sure, but sure. when you're a kid, you know, that wait is forever. So... I started to veer off into other things and, you know, got distracted. I got really, really, really deep into Pink Floyd uh, right around, right around, right after GNR hit and before uh, User Illusion came out. So fast forward a couple of years and, um, you know, the Internet's really starting to come out of its infancy, like 96, 97, whatever. And, and the idea of music message boards really started to pop up. So I got into music message boards mostly to discuss uh, Pink Floyd. And what I found was that there was no agreeing on anything, nothing in the middle at all. You were just a complete and total idiot if you didn't love the Sid stuff or the Roger stuff or the Dave stuff, didn't like all of it. And here I was a guy that was like, well, I just discovered all this. And, and yeah, I, I, I like it all. And I would be told on a daily basis, oh, you're just a – you're just an idiot. There's no way that's possible, you know. So I got out of it completely. Hmm. So, meanwhile, <clears throat> you know, Usual Illusions come out. The whole tour happens. All that CGNR a bunch of times on that tour. Uh, they all break up and whatever else. And then um, the Rock and Rio stuff happened around uh, 2001. And I wasn't even, you know, even remotely paying attention to any of that. To me, I went the same route a lot of people did. Oh, this band. Uh, broke up, must be all Axel's fault. Everything I've ever written says this guy's just the worst person in the world. And there's no way that this band is any good at all. Mm -hmm. So um, so I started peeking around some of the forums around uh, early 02 when uh, people were you know, really, really, really discussing the hell out of uh, Rock and Rio and where they, in the Vegas shows and where are things going to go and whatever. Um, just to kind of get an opinion. Not, not even really posting, just kind of getting an opinion, seeing what everybody else thought and whatever. So then the VMAs happened. In 02. And needless to say, everybody's got an opinion on that. So right. that's when I really signed up and started saying, okay, now I've got an opinion and I've got to voice this. So I went and saw um, the new band in uh, Detroit in 2002. And, I, you know, as all things with this band, you have, you go in with – sometimes you go into GNR with the world's lowest expectations and then you get brought way up and then you crash way down. And it can happen within the matter of an hour and a half. <laughs> like the uh, the show in O2 in Detroit, where I went in with zero expectations, low expectations. Uh, the band came out, kicked all sorts of ass. I heard the new songs for the first time, was blown away, and then Axel throws his mic during patience and walks off, and the whole rest of the band just thought they're standing there with the house lights coming up. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned that to <laughs> right. me on uh, yeah. on the messages that you were at that actual show. I was at a show yeah. that's kind of you know definitely not on that level, but I saw mm -hmm. Vince Neil once play um, Westbury. And all these girls kept going on stage. And at first, he seemed okay with it. And then at a certain point, he just did that, like, cut the music type uh, signal. Walked yeah, yeah. off stage after, like, three or four songs. Guns N' Roses, it has to be a totally different experience. And also, I'm thinking Patience did... So did they play most of the set by that point? Because I don't know if I've actually watched yeah, yeah. that show. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't remember exactly how the O2 set lists go, but I want to say Patience was either... Near the end of the set, or like the first song in the in the encore, or something. It was, okay. it was definitely, yeah. They had, it wasn't like in, in the St. Louis show. Actually, ninety one isn't anywhere near as short as everyone says it was either. But sure. it wasn't like they came out and played like five or six songs and then bounced. You know. Because I was at that tour, I was uh, at the Madison Square Garden show, and then they canceled the entire tour yeah. the show after. So I, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I, I went in with. Because I, I had never seen Axl Rose before in person, and that's kind of all I, I, I cared about. And the same thing uh, with you with the VMAs, uh, watching that and him come out, you know, in his uh, Jerry Rice jersey and, and dreadlocks. Yeah, and, yeah. And I, I'm like, did uh, Slash do I have, like, an acid trip? I didn't know what Buckethead was at the time. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it, it's—but I had the same feeling uh, as you, and I started going on, on the forum more and more and— uh, I'm assuming well, you were around when Axel invaded the forum, right? Known as uh, Dexter. Um, okay, so I was still uh, helping run GNR Evolution at that time, but I had read through all of that that was going on in my GNR at that time. Yeah. Okay, because that was uh, that was something crazy. <laughs> 
I mean, it's, as Dexter. I mean, I, I was a fan of the show, so that made me love Axel even even more. But yeah, yeah, no kidding. But what made you like, uh, if you don't mind, what? Uh, I mean, if I can call you Russ, by the way, does it have to be TCB? Because <laughs> um, you never know with aliases online, you know. Got the interview. You got, called me Russ. Got the interview. Got the interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, no. I guess because it's because again, it's 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 so interesting how like why do you think this band? You know, has created podcasts out of it now. Finally, the first. Hopefully, there aren't any copies after. Uh, but in forums, because usually I always thought musical forums were for teeny boppers. You know, you're going to go on talk about One Direction or something. But it's why Guns N' Roses, especially when that band before the VMAs, they'd only have sporadic performances. And uh, like, why? Like, and, and it's such a, you know, a, a good I, form. I have, don't exactly they have like millions of subscribers too? Like something like a three million subscribers? Isn't that? Yeah. That's insane. You know, I think I think that's exactly it. It's the mystique. You know, it's the uh, you know when you go years without doing anything and the whole world still cares. You know, I mean, if, if back in whatever dark period you want to you want to uh, pick, you know, ninety six to oh one or uh, late oh two to oh four or whatever else, Axl Rose goes out and gets a burger and the whole world cares about it. Yeah, you know, and and it's that mystique that carries it. You know, and it's it's interesting because in the last couple of years things really really died down at least in my perspective uh when he was out with ron and tommy and uh, uh dj and in, in, in the the last previous lineup from touring almost constantly from i want to say no uh, nine to whatever 14 uh it really 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 died down i mean you got to remember i went from seeing gnr in a uh, in the in, in the basketball arena, the Palace of Auburn Hills here in Detroit in 2000, uh, to late to, late 2010 or late or early 2011, to seeing them in a uh, 1500 seater in Chicago and um, uh, Detroit you know, within a month of each other uh, early the next year. Wow! So I th- I think that that mystique really uh, kept it up for a long time. I think a lot of people still really want to see and hear what it is that Axel's talked so much about, even with the record coming out. I mean, a lot of people like it. I personally, I love the record. You're talking about um, Chinese democracy? Yeah, yeah. Okay. We do, a too. Lot, We're a both lot, fans. A lot of people genuinely like it. Oh, I love it. Um, you know, and, and how much do you want to hear what else is, you know, he's promised? Because according to him, that's not even the record that was supposed to come out, right? So how much do you want to hear the rest of the stuff that he says he likes that we were supposed to hear? You know, oh, so I, think that, I think that's what keeps it up. You know, that's what I would find out about uh, on my GNR that I'm reading these Sebastian Bach interviews uh, saying that he uh, Axel has three records ready to go. So that's where yeah, the only well, place I got now, my, my... Let's, let's dial it back. Let's not take anything Sebastian Bach says it's fact. <laughs> <laughs> this is very <laughs> true. The same guy that said that uh, I always my biggest problem with Baz in life is that he described uh, the song Sorry as doom metal. And I don't know if you've ever heard Doom Metal, and I don't know if you've heard the Sure, song. and I, I remember him saying that, too. Right. I remember that All on the right. forum. Well, that's, I don't agree Un- with that unless statement. The <laughs> only thing that I was wondering, did he say Sorry was Doom Metal, or he had a song with him that was? Because do you think no, it's possible? No, he said Sorry specifically, because he really? went on and on and on about how he had uh, set the, um, he had done the harmonies for this song, and it was just the greatest thing ever, and it was just like doom metal, and it was all churning and great and whatever else, and it was going to be amazing. And then, uh, and then it comes out, and and uh, and, it, and his vocals are just buried in the in the mix, anyways. Oh yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. Don't, you barely don't even hear it. No, I haven't, not yeah. at all. I was actually because you mentioned Pink Floyd. It sounds like if GNR went all Pink Floyd. That's the that was my first. Yeah, I hear that. It was a little especially bit... in the, the solo on it. Yeah. Oh I yeah, but definitely not doom metal. So fair enough. But I mean, we've. Heard that with no, but there's been plenty of documentation. I just said that as an aside. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I got you. You know, Tommy has mentioned how much uh, material there is. Richards mentioned it. Right. Um, you know, Robin, not on the record, but to various fans over the years, has said how much. Uh, uh, and, and even Axel's talked a ton about uh, all the material we haven't had. He said something once about they have a song where Robin Fink has a, a Stevie Ray Vaughan style solo on it. I'd kill a man to hear that song. That I, 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 I totally agree. I mean, after hearing, it took me, like, Ian loved uh, Chinese Democracy right away. It took oh, yeah. me three listens just because I wasn't sure what I was listening to after all these years. But uh, after I digested it, and, and really, it's it's like an album I can listen to straight, like, from the beginning to the end. In, in 2017, that's very hard because it's usually just the singles and, and, and uh, all that noise. Uh, but Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so I, I, it's the same thing. I would love to hear that Robin Fink solo. I want to see what else maybe Buckethead ha- has done. So yeah, it's, sure. it's 100%, and we're not going to find these stories on 
uh, a blabbermouth or an ultimate classic rock unless somebody does an interview and it's out there everybody catches it but my gnr it's like that's where you want to get the the real news and uh it's yeah it's, it's and we cool. you know we do our best one of the reasons why i came over to help uh the guys out of my gnr is at the time they were trying really hard to change their perception because they were known as really like the place where all the haters go and mm. you know and, and don't get me wrong there is you know, regardless of what you may read anywhere else on the internet, there's no desire to censor anyone. I personally have extremely poor things to say about uh, the GNR organization, Axel Rose at times, uh, you know, pretty much every member of the band, you know, and, and none of us want to censor anybody, but at the same time, there, it, there's a better way to have healthy discussion. And there's also a better way to go about uh, any rumors that you've heard or whatever, you know, so we try oh, sure. and weed out, a lot of that and that's why we we are known more as the place where when you read something you think huh there might be something to that you know as opposed to just somebody being allowed to post whatever and say oh this is fact because fake you know, news I mean, it's fake think, news so, yeah. it's a lie it's a liberal media it's a lie it's a, I, I yeah i understand right, exactly. <laughs> i yeah. think uh so. like the pinnacle of the forum was the speculation of is this band really going to reunite leading up to the april 1st show at the troubadour um, and I think everybody at the forum had a lot of skepticism because for years it was when is this band going to reunite and, and Axel talking about new management coming in and wanting the band to reunite and right, him yeah, saying, thing, yeah. yeah, and him saying, this isn't what I want. This is the current band. Deal with it, basically. So I'm wondering at what point did you say, holy shit, this is really happening? Um, I want to say... For somewhere around, um, I want to say no November, probably about a month before, because things really kicked off. I want to say right around the first of the year when like Flash changed his uh, Instagram picture to uh, to the Guns N' Roses logo and, and whatnot. And somewhere around November, it was like enough sources on the forum who have you know never fed me any BS or anything just came out of the woodwork to be like. Uh, hey, by the way, this is this is absolutely a thing. And 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 it's actually as far back as then, someone sent me a PM saying, uh, and just so you know, they're working on um, uh, better. This I love Chinese and uh, a couple other or and a couple other songs from the record. And that one was the one where I was like, nah, I doubt that. I'd love to see it, but I doubt it. I'm you surprised know, so. that you know, because being on the forum, you're a bit of an insider. You're not completely an insider because it's the forum. It's not an official Guns and Roses forum. But right. to me, and I think to Brando as well, when I first saw that interview where Slash said, Axel and I are talking again, he didn't he didn't give a no to if you guys are going to reunite. He was just like, ah, I haven't thought about that yet. And I remember at that point was when I was like, this is <laughs> happening. Oh, I was a total fan yeah. girl. Yeah. No, no, no. I agree with that. When that sparked off, and I mean, you, like you say, if you look at the forum, if you go back and look at uh, topics around that time, it was like, you know, 300 topics a day of everybody being like, it's happening. You know, this was everybody that just had heard that flash uh, interview. But, you know, my thing was going back to what you said, like Axel going on in, on Billboard about, um, you know, Doc McGee trying to reunite him and that's not what he wanted, whatever. So up until I heard it from people who I very much trusted and said, you know, hey, this is actually going to be a thing i thought who knows you know and there were rumors going all the way back to vegas in 2014 the second uh um the second vegas um uh residency uh, residency sorry sorry i keep i keep wanting to say reunion um the second vegas residency uh there were users that came back from that saying that ron told them flat out uh, after the show, they were hanging out, and he says, "Yeah, we all got told we're we're getting let go, and Axel's getting the, the original guys back together." Oh. And you know, and a lot of people, like, there was a lot of people that came back from that. And we were like, "Oh, okay, yeah, whatever." And then there was a couple of guys that you were like, "Well, hell, I don't know. That dude's never lied about anything else before." So you know, that that was lingering for a long time before uh, the Flash interview came about, and then all the way up until you know that November when people that that I know to be. Uh, pretty solid source of started seeing stuff. I said, holy crap, it sounds like this is actually going to happen. And then turn around twice, and here we are. I flew to Las Vegas. I, saw, I actually saw David Gilmore in Chicago on a Friday night, and my wife dropped me off at the airport, and I flew to Vegas to see a reunited GNR the next night in Las Vegas. Awesome. Wasn't too bad of a weekend. Not at uh, all. And it's so yeah. funny you mentioned uh, uh, Bumblefoot. I just want to mention this one quick thing before uh, we let you go. This yeah. was like one of my first experiences on my GNR, and it's, like you said, it's like kind of early internet, and uh, this was when I met 
Bumblefoot at their oh when did they uh, come back? Was it oh oh six? Uh, Amherstine show. It was. Uh, I went up actually to see them in Ottawa. This is when Sebastian oh, Bach okay. opened and uh, the Suicide Girls opened for him. Oh, uh, okay. So, so probably twenty ten. Yeah, something like that. I think yeah. I've, I've smoked all my brain cells dead. <laughs> uh, so uh, I, I Bumblefoot came to the side of the stage and nobody recognized him, even though he was in all traditional Russian garb. Uh, right. But I recognized because from the forum, I know I learned about him through the my GNR forum. Which it's it's yeah, so yeah. funny. So I uh, ended up getting a picture with him and a, and a, a ticket in my ticket signed, and I want and I posted it on my GNR, and I kept getting called like. It's just I, we need proof, like pictures, or it didn't happen, or something like that. And I was just, oh, so, yeah. and I was so like, because I was younger then, I was like, why is everyone being so mean to me? I'm never coming back to this forum, and of course I did. But that was oh, like, for sure. Yeah, but after that, it was just more of me perusing than posting. I'm like, I don't want to post anymore if I'm going to get attacked by a, you know, yeah, a good you know, moment. It's, it's it's rough out there, man. You go into a uh, GNR forum new these days and say you you <laughs> could be the guy that you know it's Axel uh, Mike Tech and come in and say you know hey you know I've got some info and I mean the whole world will come down on your head. Like, <laughs> nope, <laughs> that's not a thing, you know. But yeah, and you know, real quick to touch on Ron, I gotta tell you, man, that guy—that's one of the nicest people I've ever dealt with in music. That's just a nice guy. He's gone through the stuff he endured uh, while he was in the band, and, and that's not saying anything about the GNR community. I mean, it's, he he went through a thing where he had a a really, really, really uh, bad car accident. His his road to um, recovery and everything. He that that guy, it just treated every fan he ever came across. Uh, like gold, there were times where he got a little bit frustrated with the uh, the fan base as a whole, and and said a couple of things that were unsavory. But he, as a whole, that guy is just he's 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 probably done more for the GNR fan base than pretty much anybody else I can think of in the organization. I will say this, and I know Ian will probably piggyback, maybe in a possible different direction. I've uh, Bumblefoot was actually my first radio interview ever. That's I actually oh, nice. uh, when I met him at that Ottawa show, we stayed connected through MySpace. And I told them I was on radio, and we, we ended up um, coordinating an interview. And I met him a couple years ago at another radio station I worked at. And, and you're right, both times he was super nice. Uh, but prior to scheduling you, we reached out to Bumblefoot as well. We might not have, oh. we might have caught him at a bad time because it was a short email. It was just like, oh, thanks, guys, but I don't want to talk about that stuff anymore. And Ian got, you know, quite a— Quite razzled by that. And me, I'm like, ah, we might have just caught him at a bad time. He might just want to move do you, on. At this do point. you do the same thing I do when you get emails from Bumblefoot? Do you hear his voice in your head? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, man. Just like, hey, man, sorry, man. It's a good, uh, yeah, yeah, no. Uh, I, I, uh, no, man, not right now. He's got a no. little uh, danger field to him. Oh, yeah, got, yeah. I got no respect in you, no respect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know if he. Yeah, even... I've got that email before. I've All right. So, it's. Like, you I, know, I've been like, I've been chatting with him a whole day before a show and then the day of the show I go hey man I'll see you tonight or whatever else you know I get, basically get the equivalent of yeah why don't you go book yourself I'll be off to do that then Ron yeah I and you know what I would love to talk about this more in depth we are wrapping a little early just because yeah, yeah. we have uh, a second guest Raven who's in the lobby patiently waiting and she's great sure. um so but I guess yeah for some reason I feel the issue with him is that it's almost like I feel he's ashamed of his past in Guns N' Roses. And to me, I feel like why why can't you be proud that you got to be a guitarist for what many see as the greatest rock and roll band of all time? And when DJ Ash was asked about GNR, he never shies away from it. And for some reason, Bumblefoot just he wants everybody to let it go. And uh, I, I get it. He's moving on to his solo stuff. I even said in the interview, we'd love to promote uh, everything that you're working on currently. But... I don't know why he's so ashamed to talk about. Do you see, as ashamed this, or annoyed? I don't know what it is. I, maybe he seems annoyed. Yeah, maybe you anything. have a different perspective on it, Russ. Yeah, and like you said, I I, I know we got to go, but I, I believe it or not, I've got a ton of thoughts on that, and I would be happy to uh, to talk about it with you some other time because I yeah I I don't know if it's ashamed or if it's uh or uh, annoyed or anything. I just I mean, maybe annoyed is a better word, but yeah, we I'd be more than happy to get into that some other time. I think I think there's a lot of folks that have come and gone through the years that, that probably share the same opinion. Okay. All right, so let's do a part two soon, and we'll talk sure. Bumblefoot. We'll talk some other things. Um, nice cliffhanger. We... I like that. Yeah, for sure, yeah, man. Right if, if, honestly, and, and for the listening audience, because a lot of them might be like, why do you cut it short? But we we, just, we booked two guests for this show, uh, okay. so it definitely won't be the last time. Uh, 
Is there anything that you're promoting before you let you go, other than, of course, the great MyGNRForum.com? Um, just uh, the thing that we got going right now, the, the owner of the forum, uh, Downsy, always is trying to come up with like new ways of uh, coming up with, with fun things for the fans to do. Um, because, you know, with GNR on the other side of the world right now, the whole rest of the world's kind of left out. When they were over here, the rest of the world's mm-hmm. left out. Um, so if you go in and you take a look in the discussion and news area right now, he came up with a whole really interesting way to go about a tour uh, where they're doing a, um, a GNR roulette where you can take and uh, bet points based on, you know, if this will happen or if that will happen, you know, if they'll bring a, another Use Your Illusion song to the set, if they'll, you know, Axel will do a rant longer than 30 seconds, if <laughs> so-and-so from this band, you know, if they'll do a Velvet Revolver song or whatever. And there's a, there's a ton of different options. That's cool. Every user can uh, vote whether they're a paid supporter or not. And, uh, we, you know, they're giving away a bunch of prizes and whatnot at the end of it. It's kind of just kind of a neat thing, a way to uh, keep discussion going and whatnot. So, you know, it's, it's still a plug for the site in itself, but it's, it's something neat other than just coming there to post the same old, same old, you know? No, a hundred percent. That's awesome. I'm going to absolutely yeah. check that out. And, and yeah. see, cause I want, I want to put some money, 800 other things at the top of the forum. Sure. No, I want to put some money down. I want them to start playing slither. I want that to happen. They play nice boys, but uh, I want to hear, yeah, I want to hear some slither. I'd love to see slither come out. I'd love to hear Axel do slither and fall to pieces personally. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. what's TCB? Uh, do we know what TCB stands for, by the way? Or is uh, that, it's an Elvis is reference. I grew up a huge Elvis fan. It's everything Elvis's world is taking care oh. of in the flash. Ah, oh. hunk of hunk of burning love. I love Wait, it. Wait, what was the TCB? Yeah, uh, taking care of Elvis business. Reference. Oh, taking care of uh, business? Care of business. Yep. How's that an Elvis reference, though? That's his, that was his personal motto. He had the uh, it's not just oh. the, a lightning bolt taking taking care of business. Because I'm thinking of the song yeah. taking care of business. I'm Working like, overtime, no, no. workout. No, that's a uh, no. No, 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 no. Bachman Turner Overdrive. <laughs> no BTO for TCB. For TCB, correct. That was pretty good by me, I think. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, thank you, Russ. We really appreciate yeah, it. We can't on. wait for part two uh, of this. And uh, Yeah, right on, man. Rock on, buddy. Appreciate your time. Right. Thanks a lot, guys. Working overtime. Great. Now that song is stuck in my head. Ooh, look who just joined us, Ian Raven. Uh, Ian, do your usual intro, please. All right, so joining us on the show for the first time is Raven, who's a on-air veteran of many years. I guess the big veteran. thing Many years, easy. <laughs> you, well, you've been doing radio for a while in, in many different forums, as we were Since kind of talking infancy. about. Since my infancy. Right now, the big thing that you're doing is Sirius XM Volume, also on the Boneyard and like a million other channels. You you could talk about your background before we start. Well, I, I think you just pretty much <laughs> wrapped it up there. Ozzy's Boneyard. Always, uh, you know, a warm place in my heart and uh, having a blast right now on Volume, which is one of the newer channels on Sirius XM. So I work with Mark Goodman and Alan Light. Oh, cool. And our resident millennial, Miss Carrie. And it's like <laughs> it's a good family. And of course, you know, our executive producer, which is Roger Coletti. It's awesome. And the show is debatable. Uh, when yeah. is it on for people who want to check it out? Monday through Friday, 4 to 7 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> on Sirius XM Volume, which is what channel again? Uh, our channel is Sirius XM Channel 106. Cannot say it without saying Sirius XM Channel yeah. 106. Mm. It, it's so ingrained. Right? Sure, sure. You got to say those taglines properly. <laughs> so the first thing I should probably mention is before this podcast even started, I would see Raven in the kitchen at Sirius XM where I am, and I would also see Jim Rotolo, who people know from Bruce Springsteen's show. Uh, when the whole speculation was happening of Guns N' Roses reuniting, the three of us would kind of nerd out in the kitchen yes. and talk about this happening. Crazy. And the big thing for Raven that stands out to me is Raven constantly would be asking, is, <laughs> is he going to be involved? I don't really care if Izzy's not involved. I feel, well, Izzy has a warm place in my heart simply because to me, Izzy Stradlin was the heart and soul of Guns N' Roses. And from day one, I mean, he's an incredible talent, both on strings and on paper. You know, as far as like writing the songs and everything. And he, in my opinion, has contributed so much to a point where you notice that a little bit of that flavor is missing once he left. That's and it just, you know, call me a traditionalist. Yes, I'm an original for, you know, when it comes to, you know, the original lineup, I, I live and die for it. That's why I, I'm such a diehard Metallica fan of the Cliff years and uh, also painstakingly hurtful when you know he left but the same well, thing, left he died well you know i yes he passed away <laughs> but what i'm saying is 
And believe me, that I didn't realize it until later on, like just recently, Jim Rotolo brought it up to me. He's like, you're not a Metallica fan. You always have a problem with them. It's always about Cliff. And I said, and and I didn't realize that I was still in grieving after all these years mm. that we had lost Cliff Burton. But in saying that, full circle coming back to Izzy Stradlin, I, I really miss him because I feel like he added something to the traditional Guns N' Roses sound. That's the way I feel about it. Is it hard to listen to the older music? Because you're imagining... Because I'm assuming a lot of these people, we, we, like us, we look at these uh, bands like they're, they're friends, they're, they're family, and you're losing like your, your first love, I guess, with, with, with Izzy. Yeah. So I, I, I guess, when did, did, it, did it stop for you at a certain point? that You, you don't, you don't want to hear Chinese democracy? You don't want to hear any of the new music? Are you against this reunion unless it's I'm not against five? the reunion. Why would I be against the reunion? I'm not against it. I just... Well, you never know. I maybe wish... maybe after the fact when Izzy said uh, it was a money problem. So maybe you were, you're Team Izzy as opposed to like Team Edward or something. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but you know, I know it's <laughs> a Twilight. I know it's a Thank Twilight you. reference, probably, but I'm not that kind of girl. I'll edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I think that I, I love the fact that GNR reunited, but it is not. It's truly not a full blown reunion without Izzy and Steve. But Steve, you know, he has some health issues going on with his so, back, sure. You know, and. I just, I, I, I don't know if it's a money issue, though, so much with Izzy, and I'll tell you why. I wonder if it's part of that, probably, you know, we all have bills to pay. I was mentioning that earlier, but um, I'm wondering if it's because he'd still like to contribute to maybe future songs. And maybe I think that was not the answer. Gonna, yeah. That was the answer we got, I believe, uh, was it from Art Tavana, that he said it might be part of just like, with the set lists and logos and, and yeah, sales. and he He's almost wants to of... be a partner with Axel. It's a, right now, right. It, it is Axel's band, and that they're playing Chinese democracy songs. They're not playing Slash solo songs. Right. Right. We were talking about we'd love to see them maybe do some Velvet Revolver, but they haven't. It's just well here. I think as he solely, I mean not solely, but he truly wants to be part of the creative process, as we all do in our own right with whatever we're in love with doing on a day-to-day basis you know that's the that's the crux of it all so you can't blame the man and plus he was there from day one as far as when they actually became the outfit of guns and roses but so he quit. you can't take that away from, but, yeah but he quit but it's not like he was fired it's he quit because everybody was still on drugs mm-hmm. and he had to step away or right. he, he was thinking look i'm, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna die, die mm-hmm. if i don't walk away from this that is a huge sacrifice but in you know he had to save his own life. Now, as far as the band being Axles, let's not forget, again, everybody was on drugs, out of their minds, making poor decisions. So Axel had to make an executive decision and claim the rights to the band because the band would have been lost completely. They would have lost everything. Mm. So I don't blame Axel there, although a lot of fans throughout the years had issues it's all axel's fault that's why they're not together that's why him and slash aren't talking but i remember you know like it just happened five minutes ago axel and slash made up their <laughs> friends and the, my break was literally promoters are screaming reunion because once they started talking you knew that a reunion was oh, right yeah. around the corner so. yeah that's exactly what i thought and so when we would nerd out about this prior to the podcast happening, as I said, uh, you didn't seem like you were that enthusiastic to go to shows. And one of the reasons you said to me was you were like, I've lived it. I've seen it before. Because uh, Brandon, Brando and I are 30, didn't get to see the original band. So actually, I don't remember. Did you see the original band with Izzy? Or yes. All right. So yes. there you go. So for you, it's like this awesome memory of the original band and you'll never be able to replicate that, I guess. It was amazing. But see, <laughs> they were also, you know, they were in their prime. They were in the moment that the very frenzy that made us all sick and diehard fans for Guns N' Roses. So I, I feel like I saw them in their prime as far as you know why we fell in love with them and again i hate to bring them up again but the same thing for me with cliff and metallica i fell in love with them and that sound 
It's the same thing for me. It's almost a religion. I got to hear about this <laughs> show that you saw of the original lineup. Oh, which one? So you which saw one? several. <laughs> Let's hear about them. See, because we hadn't seen any of it. I, I saw, you know, Axel. Axel and, and Friends, and, as people call it. So I'm like, I, I need to love, see this. But... but I've likened this into, uh, are you a sports gal? Because yes. I, I, I've made, uh, like, it's sports analogies. You root for the uniform. Yeah. You know, and I know it's a little, it's obviously different between being a band because it's the members that make up the sound. No, it's not, though. It's not, it's you not can, really that much different from sports as far as the frenzy and the loyalty. Oh, no, of course, that's why I make the analogy because yeah. there's a lot of similarities. I mean, there's obviously slight differences, but, you know, um, I'm just trying to think. Being an Islander fan. Okay, I'm oh. a Ranger fan, so we already have problems. <sighs> All right, all right. Let's not go down that dark road. Fair enough. Good decision, good decision. But every single one of my favorite players from the Islanders leaves. Every single one. But I'm always going to be an Islander fan. Are there some players that come back? Sure, that happens. And it kind of makes you feel happy about it. I I, I guess I like it when they're not fighting and arguing because I look at it like uh, like a family. When, When someone, like a player, leaves their team... You could talk about now. Charles Oakley is banned from Madison Square Garden. That was the team I grew up with. That's the Knicks that it I love. It was hard for me to watch that. And I, I hate. Met, I met him, and it was hard for me to watch. And that. I hate rooting for the Knicks now, but that's my team. You know, it's the Guns N' Roses sound. I'm always going to root for Guns N' Roses. I might prefer one version over the other. So that's why I, I can root for the colors. They, they, they Axel has tried. He's going from calling uh, slash a cancer, uh, thinking that Adler was never going to be a part of this, to him joining. So it just. I don't know. It, it seems very lovey-dovey. We mentioned, uh, you know, Axel coming over and tickling Slash on stage. So, I don't know. It's, it seems to be going that route of positiveness, and we never had any of this before for well, years. Well, you know what? I think the guys are finally enjoying each other as the real person that they really are. And that's yeah. probably a first for them, because back in the day, they were all high. Mm. So, you never got to really see that real person. The person that, when they first met in their youth... That's that was the spark. That's what, you know, made them believe this is we got something here. Let's jam out. And you know what? I believe in that riff that you're doing because you're inspiring me. So I'm going to hit this note on the vocals. And and it's contagious. Creativity is contagious. And it, it leaves from when you're hitting the stage and you're putting your heart into it, into the crowd. And that's why your fans take it so personally when someone leaves the lineup. So if we can go back a little bit, because we didn't get to expand upon this. So which shows did you get to see? Uh, All right. I was definitely, when they shot the Paradise video. Oh, yeah? The Paradise City video. Big Giant Stadium? I was there. Nice. And that was quite a story. Because, (laughs) you know, we, we had field tickets. And... There's the stadium, but we were right there on the field, and gun, it was Guns N' Roses, Deep Purple, and Aerosmith. Mm. Aerosmith headlining, of course, which was a, it was kind of like a whack lineup. It was the news, the older generation, and then like the, As the in middle. Huey Lewis in the news. The middle was <laughs> wow. the headliner there because Deep Purple kind of kind of precedes Aerosmith there. And also, just, if you just watch the video, it's Aeros, uh, it's Guns N' Roses playing during the day, right? And um, they hit the stage and. Let's say there's, I don't know, just for argument's sake, let's say there's 20,000 people on the field and they're all spread out. Everybody just went right up against the stage. Hmm. And my friends and I, you know, we, of course, we're going to bum rush the stage. And, you know, I'm a Lemoore's veteran, so I'm (laughs) like, I can get through this. No problem. First of all, it's 90 million degrees outside and it's It's like the hottest day of the year. It's humid. And, you know, there's no air in there. And we finally get up to the front of the stage and I'm rocking out and devil horns. And yeah, what I don't tell you, <laughs> let me tell you the the morning that we had, we all killed off the bottles of tequila I had brought in from Mexico. So I didn't really need to eat. There was no reason for that. <laughs> and uh, we finished up the tequila. And I think we hit that last night, too, the night before. And, you know, the sun's beaming on you, and I'm rocking out, and whoop, fainted right in the middle of everybody. My friend's dragging me out. Mm-hmm. But and it was like five minutes of, of downtime, really. It wasn't like, you know, the chick in the corner. You took a timeout. You just took a timeout. A little breather. Just, it was, I got overheated. You know, I drank some water. I went back into the pit. And to me, that's the most awesome moment ever <laughs> because somehow I wound up in that video like for a millisecond. What? You oh, can man. see we got to like spot the millisecond the, you're in. Yeah, and, and you could tell, I mean, you could see how young I am. 
course, I'm not endorsing underage drinking by any means. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's like a millisecond. And, you know, as a kid, you're like, that's for life. That's like getting, you know, tatted up by GNR themselves. Like that to me. It's like a badge of honor. It totally is. Sure. And it was worth passing out from the heat. And, you know, my friend's like, what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> Have a donut. You know, so. so. You're loaded like a freight train. That's yeah. what you're Yeah. And okay. they opened the show the the entire day. They opened it with It's So Easy, which is my favorite jam. And that's what they've been Still opening up the sets now. love it to this now. day. Do you like that as a set opener now? Love it. Gets the mood going. And it's, it's you know, I, I'm, I'm often put off when bands come on stage and they open the show with a ballad. Because then I'm like, all right, just kill me now. Oh, what's, or end it. I hate when they end the show with a ballad, too. You know, I want to, I'm there to rock out. Yeah. I, I didn't go see a, a ballad soloist. I went to see a rock band. <laughs> there are times to, for Michael Bolton like, and there are times not. Exactly. Exactly. If it's an acoustic set, I think, you know, that's you'd fine. expect that. You yeah. know what? You know, you're probably going to be with your main squeeze there and you're going to make out. It's going to be good. And you're going to hit the <laughs> bottle of wine later. You know, whatever. So then what was the other show you got to see? Uh, the oh. Roxy. We got thrown out of that. Well, me and my friend Jared did because we were crazy underage for that. And that was here in New York City, the original Roxy. and Because um, we have the uh, Roxy no... Hotel right across right, the street. Right, right. This is when it was the club. I think uh, it was still on 18th Street, I oh, want to say. Okay. I don't know. It was quite some time ago. <laughs> and, um, you know, his older sister dragged us along, and they didn't ID anybody, and I certainly did not look underage, mm. you know, back in the day. And it's so hard to tell with girls. <laughs> <laughs> and I we saw them. It's on, I think it's on DVD. I mean, everyone saw that i'm sure but um it's they opened with it's so easy if i'm not mistaken on that night too and that's when axel came on stage he had the mad cap on and the glasses and that was gnr in their essence their glory and then we got tossed so i didn't see the whole show but it was worth it because i was like wait just let this song end <laughs> i love that though you go to the two gnr shows you pass out and get thrown out that's a Guns N' Roses fan, if there That's ever was That's a veteran, one. man. I completely get, though, why Raven, it's not as big a deal to her as it is to us, the whole reason. Oh, 100%. When I hear, like, to have those kids... memories? Oh, well, yeah, it would be probably less than, unless you just wanted a good night out. Because you can't relive those moments. moments. Yeah. Sure. And when I hear millennials, for example, say, like, oh, I just want to see Rage Against the Machine reunite. Yeah. I got to see Rage Against the Machine, Battle of Los Angeles tour. I got to see them a few times. Um, I got to see Pantera before Dimebag passed away. So the idea of, oh, they should reunite with Zach Wilde or something, it, it it's not the same to me. No, but I, it isn't. I could understand if you're a millennial who never got to experience those bands. I don't know if I'm technically a millennial. I'm 30, whatever. But like, if you're yeah, 19, you 20, and you love that music, and you never got to see those lineups, I get why it would be so important. Like, why can't you just do another tour just so I could experience this? I get it. Well, see, I feel that way about Led Zeppelin. Sure. Now, we are literally the very last generation that will ever see the, see the remaining members right, right. jam if Robert Plant just sucks it up and puts the attitude away. Mm. But I understand why he's... You know, he has his reservations about it, and rightfully so, because, hey, he, he's still not over John Bonham's death. I get it. Um, I'm still grieving over You can't Cliff. tell somebody else and how I to grieve. And I didn't even know Cliff. Sure, but... you can't tell somebody else how to grieve, but I guess it's so perfect, though, with his son being there. Yeah, it is. And then, you know, the remaining, the other members, like Jimmy Page and John Paul Jones, they're all like, they're all in. Let's do it. So maybe also in addition to that, uh, Plant's voice isn't what it used to be. But go do what Mick does. Go go get some backup chicks who can crack it out of the park and back you up. Well, you he know? did well with that Alison Krauss record, right? You know? I I think so. I think but, they won the like, Grammys for that. They did, but I also wanted. I mean, I don't know. I I see her carrying the load. Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing. Like uh, a good example would be Van Halen. I never got to see Van Halen. Me too. Saw and them with Sammy. Never, oh. be, uh, never Diamond Dave. Though. So I wanted to see them with Diamond Dave. Saw them a few years ago when uh, who opened up for them? Cool and the Gang. I always forget that. Uh, yeah, I wasn't at that. Yeah, one. Yeah, Cool and the Gang. I want and people were complaining about Dave's voice on this tour. When was Dave ever a crooner? <laughs> that exactly. I, I replaced crooner with Pavarotti, and that's exactly my statement. When was he ever like that? And you, you know what you're getting with Diamond Dave. You and I have said the same thing where you said, go see Pavarotti if you want to see someone hit on the <laughs> I remember you saying that. No, I think I said Andrea Bocelli, of which Our, 
I've yeah, seen yeah, him, I, too. We're in the same wavelength. All right. You're correct. But it's the same thing. I'm like, I wanted to see uh, uh, Eddie Van Halen. I want to see Diamond Dave. I want to see these yeah. people in, in the flesh. And that's the same thing with Guns N' Roses. So I had no reservations about seeing it. Even, obviously, I saw them with with Buckethead. I guess yeah. I wanted to see Axel in person. But, but uh, Well, that's I, another full-blown argument I get into. Sorry, Tim. No, and but. I was just going to say, on with that, there's only with Guns N' Roses and Van Halen. There are other bands I never saw Sublime. But I would never see Sublime I, with Rome. Most people have not seen Sublime. Sublime. But I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd want to see them with with, uh, with Rome. Mm-hmm. And I've heard nothing but good things. But it's not the same. It's it's. Well, he wrote everything. It, yeah, it, it, I guess because it, it brings you back to a moment. You said these are the people that you grew up with, uh, Raven, as far uh, Izzy, and you want to have that moment as, as much as you can. But sometimes it's impossible, and you got to be. Sometimes I have to realize I got to stop being those online internet trolls who complains about everything. I don't want to be. Well, how do you feel about the holograms? I don't like that. That, That's weird. Even if the family agrees, they're doing that with Dio, right? Yeah, Dio. They're on tour right now. Just kicked off two Thursdays ago. That's weird. That's just weird. Disciples, and it it it's unnerving. (laughs) It it is strange. I got to see Dio live, and I hate to tell you, like a lot of the people are going to crucify me for this one, but. Well, like, wasn't that exciting for me? And the weird thing <laughs> okay. is, I saw Iron Maiden, uh, Dio, and Motorhead at MSG, and Dio was like the least exciting of that lineup for me. And you know, I know people are diehard fans. I just never really got into him. Of course, when he played, uh, what, what is what, what's the song again? The big hit. Uh, which one? I'm the, the, the rainbow, I'm, I'm on the rainbow, man on rainbow the in the dark. Um, no, 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 no. Uh, just a rainbow in the dark. No, the no? song that he probably would end with. I'm is... the man on the silver mountain. No, is no, no. no. There's lightning. Of, I'm, I mean, you I'm know. thinking of, uh, you know, the ride the tiger. Freebird. No, I'm just kidding. See, I was, I was. I know what you're talking about. Ride oh, the t- holy diver! Oh, holy diver! Oh, okay. Like for me, oh, I was that, singing that. that I song's the great. I'll see that. Holy diver! Yeah, exactly. But I don't know. Yeah, but. The idea now of people seeing this great band rock a show in their living room as opposed to going there, seeing the actual human being on stage. Yeah, I I don't feel great about it, which actually kind of leads us to another topic uh, that I was talking about with you. Uh, We talk about often on the show that you really hope the chemistry between the members is that they really enjoy being with each other and they enjoy playing a show. And so I was watching, of all things, and they've been mentioned on the show before, uh, Insane Clown Posse. I was watching Violent <laughs> J do an interview with Fago Lovers, and he is admittedly a big Guns N' Roses fan. Are you and, a juggalo? You know what's funny? I grew up very into that whole scene. I've been in, I've been <laughs> to Gathering of the Juggalos I'm multiple embarrassed times. for him. <laughs> I've been to Gathering of the Juggalos multiple times. It's honestly like a fun escape. Where are you guys supposed to go to Washington? When are supposed to go on Juggalo March it's in happening. Washington? Yeah, it's happening. September, right? It's going to happen in September. This world is so stupid. But so anyway, <laughs> I, I was watching this interview where they address all that. They address the march. They And uh, they're currently not friends with uh, Twisted, who was on their label. They're, you know, they were supposed to be doing a show together as Dark Lotus, and now they're not. And Violent J addressed the idea of um, bands not getting along, and and how he's not gonna fake that on stage with someone that he doesn't like. So I guess I, you know, I had Brando pull this clip if uh, we can get into it. Fake the funk. You know what I'm saying? Like David Lee Roth hating Van Halen and getting up there and performing every night for the money. You know, I don't want to see that. Like like Slash and Axl Rose. Everybody at that concert watches for any interaction from them. You know what I mean? Because that's what they want to see, that they're really down. You know, I read in Rolling Stone that fucking Axl Rose came up and tickled Slash. That's why they wrote about it, because they want to hear about that. They love each other. You know, they want to know they love each other. New Guns N' Roses song, <laughs> Tickle Fight, coming out in 2017. It, it is true, though, because people, I have I think the less diehard fans are like, I just want to see this band. I don't care if they get along on stage. And Brando and I are often like, I, I hope this isn't just a money grab. No, you I want they... mom and dad to love each other. I don't want them to stay together for the kids. I want I, them to actually love each other. I need the authenticity. Sure. I, need you. I mean, look, it's... Look at the Rolling Stones. They know it's it's a marriage with those guys, and every now and then they got to walk away from each other. I mean, Keith refers to Mick as her. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. <laughs> but they're in it for life, and they if they need space, they take the space, but mm. they know this marriage is for life. That, to me, I think a lot of bands 
when you jam responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Should be a bumper sticker. Should take that maybe a page from the Stones. I'm not saying it's easy. Who said, you know, being married so for easy. life, especially when you're in a band, you got 10 different personalities going on. And then, you know, someone's having a day. But uh, if it's worth it, it's worth working through. Oh, 100%. You see bands like U2, they're still going around doing it with the original members. It's uh, it's really something else. And after and ever since this reunion with Guns N' Roses, you're seeing more bands trying to do that. I know the Misfits got back together. Uh, Skid Row momentarily tried to talk about that. And then they, what did they hire? Uh, ZP Thwart or whatever from... Uh, yeah, from uh, Dragon Force. From Dragon Force. Yeah, yeah. But I want to see the love out and about. But you were saying uh, and, uh, you cut yourself off. You have a story about Buckethead? Because I was saying I saw him the first time. No, because you. I, well, there was when I was saying uh, I saw them in two thousand and two, just to see Axel with Buckethead, and you. Uh, I mean, I just saw Ashbaugh recently because he's, you know, he's on the road with Nikki Six now. Sure, Nikki's doing his own thing, and um, but well, actually, what I was going to say was Jim Rotello saw Axel and the tribute band of Guns N' Roses, <laughs> and I don't know this. Probably was seven, eight years ago. I think I might have been there if it was. Um... I don't know what, if it was at the forum or, or somewhere. I, I know I was at one of the same shows he was at, which is at that place, the Izod, Izod Center that closed okay. down, and that was around in that Jersey. time. So, it was yeah. here in New York, though. He saw okay. a gig here in New York. Oh. Anyway, so he said they were absolutely fantastic. I, I think I'd like to say it was with Buckethead okay. when he saw that jam. So that was the But act. again, for me, I would not go see that because it's just Axel, and not to take away from the other guys on stage, you know, working their hearts off and and just putting their all in there, but you know, I'm I if it's Guns N' Roses, I want to see Guns N' Roses. That being said, now that Guns N' Roses pretty much almost all of them are there, I understand if Adler can't make it because of health issues. That's something entirely At least they've brought him out though. Right. And that is something entirely different. Izzy not being there, it just it's very painful. However, should they go on and make more music and and praying to God that the Izzy will eventually. I really thought that he was going to show up in the major cities like L.A. and New York. Yeah, me too. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. I was hoping because well, we went on Slash's birthday. We thought something was going to special was going to happen. Yeah, but then nothing, uh, nothing happened then. So were you at either of those Jersey shows? No, the recent shows. No, no. Okay, but, and you chose not to. Right. Yes. You know yeah. what? I actually went to see instead. What? Jane's Addiction. At, nice. Okay. At Interesting. Stone, at the Stone Pony. It, I don't think it was the same exact. It could have been the same day, but it was definitely that weekend. How was that? Awesome. Yeah. And I've I've seen again James Jane's in their prime, and when Jane's wasn't so much in their prime, and only one really bad show did I see from Jane's. Other than that, they were Jane's addiction is just that's another but he, story. And you left uh, with a good feeling though, and yeah. I will agree with you when I saw uh, Axel and Friends, or however you want to call it, uh, in '02, and and years later with uh, with Ashba, I always left like it was a good concert, but just not feeling like I left seeing Guns N' Roses and feeling feeling fulfilled. Right. I yes. felt that way when I left. Even though it's three out of the five, I felt fulfilled. As soon as that It's So Easy hit that first song to, what, two and a half, three hours later, I'm like, wow, this is... I felt I, fulfilled, but as strange as it is, like my favorite Guns N' Roses show was probably that show at the Izod Center, mm-hmm. which was not the original, you know, those three. I don't know what how to put my finger on it, but sometimes there's just an energy there that you love and enjoy. And I think these guys are enjoying playing with each other. But I, It seems that they wouldn't be together if they weren't touring, you know, I mean, if they weren't getting along. Because I don't think, they don't cross me as suck-ups. Yeah. No, and especially for this long, too. Uh, I mean, you know, they might have just done like a quick little reunion tour, you know, make a quick buck and run out. But now that they're continuing and they're so yeah, active they didn't on, have to continue right and I they're mean, so active in social media all of them i know, know i'm sorry i know slash was recently divorced and that's unfortunate and a lot of people feel like well he went back because you know he's got he's got some serious bills to pay and <laughs> i don't think that's the case i mean slash is a stand-up guy and 
He'll always find work, and he, he has yeah. a successful sideband now very, anyway. Very much so. And I, I was just sitting with Miles uh, this week, in okay, fact. Okay, cool. And he brought up Slash and what a pleasure he is professionally to work with and so on. And, I mean, you could see that. You can see anyone that has worked with Slash, it's always um, nothing but a positive experience for them on yeah. the work front. And now that we're starting to see that come full circle again with with you know what is Guns N' Roses right now, and even Duff. Duff is having a great time. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm excited. I'm really excited, and uh, I, I. I still have my fingers crossed that Izzy will. I don't think this is the last we'll ever see of Izzy. We'll see something. I believe that. Too. I'm not sure if it'll be something creatively uh, to contribute to the songs, or maybe just pop it on stage. And you know, there's something. Uh, unique that they'll jam to i don't know but I, we will see izzy and gnr together again we will i just worry because we've talked about on the show how uh axel did an interview where he said the reasons why izzy wasn't a part of the reunion and then izzy came out on twitter and basically said bullshit i i wanted to uh like equal be pay. an equal member of this band and so I don't know the, the ten, there's ten there's still is tension there. Well, look what's going on with Sabbath and Bill Ward. Oh yeah, well that's more you know? vi- that's more vicious. That I would have. I mean, I know Black Sabbath is officially done now, right? But then, other than the final show itself, I was not expecting it because it's pretty vicious that that it's out there. But we've seen Izzy in recent years on stage with both. Axel's right. other band. Which is and why he, we just want to see him you know, on stage. Right. Oh, make it happen. It, it's going to happen. If it worked out between Axel and Slash, I think something will be working, uh, worked out with with Izzy. And I like to think that. You know what? Look, Mama didn't raise no fool here. You could say what you want on Twitter, and you could say what you want in the trades, but legally you can only say so much when you're in a binding business relationship. Right. Period. Oh, sure. So what they say and what we hear, you know, in the air of the media storm and what in reality behind closed doors are 10 different universes, honestly. When when these five guys get back on stage together and just the... I will fall down the, and die. Yeah, the roar from the audience. <laughs> After the show, hopefully you wait the, to die. The night that they do it, it's going to be amazing. So I, I hope it happens. With the show that you do, Debatable, I'm sure you guys are wondering, are we going to see new Guns N' Roses music in 2017? What do you think? I, I think there's a good shot at it if 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 the guys are into it, though. I mean, And I want it to be good music that, that pays tribute to that legacy that we love. Because when you think of, I love Motley Crue. I have a Motley Crue tattoo on my back, and I don't regret it. And it's like... When I heard that Saints of Los Angeles album or some of their other later stuff, it doesn't sound like classic Motley Crue. And the album was written by the guys from 6AM. It wasn't these guys in a studio making music, writing the songs. And I I hope that that's not... I want to see Slash, Axel, and Duff collaborating and making a great album, hopefully. You know what I'm thinking? Uh, I I hope... I think, I don't know. I mean, it's a 50-50 shot. I'm hoping that you're right. And it also leads me to another thing, too, which is, um, let's just say that they make, a, you know, some songs creatively without Izzy. Um, you know, I I can deal with it. I, I wouldn't want it like that. <laughs> I wonder if Izzy has a problem with these guys getting on stage and playing the songs from Chinese Democracy. To him, that might seem like a bit of a sellout. It might be a feeling of this: this is not what we, this is not Guns N' Roses. This is not what we created in this era. I don't think he thinks that. I don't. I equate it to Tommy Clufetos on drums for Sabbath. He's not Bill Ward, but I I've only seen Sabbath on this past tour, and I saw them twice. And let me tell you something. It was amazing. It was great. And I feel fulfilled as a Sabbath fan with Clefetos on drums, who's from Ozzy's solo. You know, uh, he does the drums when Ozzy's on the road solo-y. solo. So, But there'll be people who would, in theory, have the Raven thought process and be like, that's not Black Sabbath. That's not Black Sabbath. It was the best I was going to get in my lifetime. So that's why we saw Guns N' Roses. But he was such a great addition to Sabbath, Mm -hmm. as is um, Rob Trujillo to Metallica, which I wish Robbie was there back in the day, and we just omit the Jason history altogether. Mm. Not to take away from Jason, uh, it it wasn't comfortable. Yeah, Rob does fit, and he brings the suicidal flavor of the same era 
from Metallica in their youth, suicidal in their youth back in the day. So to me, it works. Just like now, um, I'm wondering if, if not Izzy, then who could fill his shoes? That's a, that's a tough question. I don't have the answer, but I look forward to, um, if it has to go down that road, to something just as great as Tommy Clufados, Rob Trujillo, and the like. Well, it's a different contribution, I guess, because uh, Richard Fortas has been in the band longer than Izzy has ever been in the band, but I don't think he contributes to the songwriting process as much as uh, Izzy did, because yeah. Izzy was like the songwriting process. So I get it. I get it. I still hope to see you uh, out. Well, they're not coming out near us, though, I believe, in 2017. But there's apparently rumors. There's always rumors with this band. That always they rumors. might be playing, yeah, New York or New Jersey again. They might even be—Jay, who you know, my friend Jay— said that they might be playing uh, Giant Stadium again. We'll see. I heard they are coming back to the New York City area. What so. would you do if it was just Axel, Duff, and Slash, and in the big band it is now, and you decide not to go again, but it comes out, Izzy just comes out for a song or two. <laughs> yeah. It's so easy, your favorite song. I mean, Would you be look, upset? It, you know, when would it you comes risk that? When it comes down to it, we all like to go out and see a show. So, I, like I mean, that. I don't... I Originally, when they reunited... I, I didn't want to say it because, you know, you get those memories from back in the day, and yeah, I get you. It is what it is. Seeing an old girl, and it didn't. It did. I guess it did not hurt because I saw them in their original lineup, um, in all their glory. So of course you have that backing you up. Whereas Sabbath, I never saw them, so I I, I had to go. I wanted to see that. I get it. Yeah. Completely. So there's a little bit of cushion there. There's a little bit of comfort zone. We all have our rhyme reasons of of why we love and who we love, uh, just just in general. So I get it. I won't argue with that because you've you've been a Guns Roses fan for longer than uh, we have. So what do we know? So we hey, a I'm a fan like everybody else. You know, love, loyalty until death. <laughs> and uh, wrapping this up, it's a Sunday. The Grammys are happening. Yeah. So I'm sure you're going to discuss that on Debatable. Yeah. And uh, what else is coming up on Debatable? Uh, we have a lot of things going on. We're going to have, uh, I think, in a couple of weeks, Robert Randolph on the show, who's an extraordinary talent. Can't wait to talk to him and uh, his time, you know, jamming with Clapton and, and you know, all the greats back in the day. So, um I'm looking forward to that interview. So we have that going on and lots of music headline news and who's next. He's the latest flavor in music. So we awesome. have a blast. Any social media or any of that to promote before we, uh, Cause you, you're not a active, show. but I'm sure debatable is cause you're not on social media at all. It seems. Yeah. I, I sit on a perch like Ravens do and I just watch. <laughs> yeah. Cause occasionally I know you don't post, but I'll see like, Oh, Raven like this. Raven like that. I'm like, oh, okay. She's alive. I'll post like some, you know, some pics of like, I don't know, whoever, you know, like Johnny Rotten was in town or, you know, Stefan Mattel. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Bring up the Rangers. Fine. Um, I'll do that. No, uh, my, I guess you could always reach me at um, at Raven on Sirius XM. Works for me. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for coming in. I really uh, appreciate because I haven't seen you since I used to work for Sirius XM for the Catholic Channel, and that was the last time I saw you, which was many moons ago. Which is also a very awkward yeah. sentence. I still can't believe I say I remember you from the Catholic Channel at Sirius XM. <laughs> well, I have a weird life. You want to really laugh? I was on BAB and the Catholic Channel at the same time, and when I was doing overnights on BAB, you know, you're just doing your thing and you're going through the the motions and the routine. I pick up the request line one evening, and I went Catholic Channel, and the guy's like, "What? <laughs> nice, <laughs> got a new Sabbath." I appreciate that's that's cool. I appreciate that. Awesome. So thank you so much for uh, coming. Unless you have thank any other questions, that. my dear Ian. Oh no, that's that was great. Two interviews today, double show. And uh, awesome to finally have Raven in studio. We've wanted to do it for a while. So. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. You got it. Oh, Raven is so awesome. So good to see her. I, I miss hearing her because uh, I don't have Sirius, but I miss hearing her on FM radio. You know, hopefully she gets back on that soon enough. Uh, and, and hearing Russ, I mean, I can't wait for part two to hear what he... Because I know you were very angry about Bumblefoot's supposed, well, not supposed, yeah, rejection letter. It, rejection it, letter. Let's call it that. I, I shouldn't even say angry because it's it's all good. Like the guy can't do every you know media outlet that he's asked to, and I actually appreciate him getting back to us. So I, I don't want it to be uh, conceived that way. I guess I just get frustrated with the fact that he seems like he's not proud of his 
passed in the greatest band of all time. Well, we'll, we'll get into it, I think, more with Ross, because even he thought that maybe anno- annoyed might be the more appropriate word. So yeah. it's interesting, because there's a lot of ex- band members who go that route that want to separate themselves. So I think that'll be a good uh, upcoming episode. So thank you so much again for joining us for Appetite for Distortion episode 15. You can of course subscribe to us on iTunes, the iHeartRadio app, but please leave us a review on iTunes. It helps us uh, get up the rankings and we'll be able to give you more shows. That's how it works. In the meantime, follow us on Facebook and Twitter at The AFD Show. So anything else you want to say, my dear Ian? Uh, no, keep rocking, everybody. Love the feedback. Uh, leave a review on iTunes. Uh, we check those out, and they've been really positive. I know. it's It's been so overwhelming. People asking for when the next episodes that come out. So thank you. We do this for you and a little bit for us. So we will see you the next time. When will that be? Well, in the words of Axl Rose about Chinese democracy, I don't know if soon is the word, but you'll see it. You've been listening to the distorted minds of Brando and Scotto. Dissecting all things Guns N' Roses on Appetite for Distortion. Follow the guys on Twitter at The AFD Show and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash The AFD Show. Thanks to the lame-ass security, I'm going home.